This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the writers and directors of the animated short film New Moon, Coleman and Raul Domingo. JJ. Hmm? Keep a song in your heart. And you will always find your way. Coleman and Raul, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. So good to meet you. Appreciate your time. Sure, thank you. I loved New Moon. So good. It feels so personal and like joyous. Um, it just it just feels really special. Of course, this is one of your the stories from your play, uh, A Boy and His Soul. You wrote Coleman and performed a number of years ago. Why was this the story that you all pulled out to to make this short? Listen, this this story has always been sort of the centerpiece, I think, of the whole show. And I think, you know, when we were sitting around in at the top of the pandemic and people are marching for George, George Floyd's murder, we were trying just at home thinking of creative ways to put some joy and light into the world. Honestly, I think that's what we do as artists. And we feel like that's our job. That's our calling. And uh, Raul came up with this idea of um, adapting this short story in particular because he said it was so magical and it was doing all the things that we wanted to do and put out into the world, whether it's images about Black women or young Black boys. Um, it's about love. It's about inspiration. It's for everybody. It's for people who love their mamas, people who need some need some hope in the world. They find it through music um, or through, through their imagination to overcome circumstances. So this one did everything we wanted to do. And, and Raul took the lead with that and really made it wrote the ad- uh, adaptation of it because I saw it as a solo show. I saw it the way I formed it. And Raul thought it lives in a certain way. And I, I said, well, go ahead, take a stab at it. And he did it beautifully. And then uh, we went on this journey to, it's a, it's a beautiful journey, how we found these incredible animators who wanted to work with us just by researching work out there in the world. And they had such a great point of view on it. I don't know if it's because they're, they were French or something, and they were just curious about it or have a respect for soul music and families and these people. Mm-hmm. But they I, they learned to love our story as much as we loved it and how it lives in us, in a way. Yeah. And so, I mean, they, they you know, the interesting thing about uh, Jeff and Jeremy, they were so open and how they went into creating it. They just really were, they stayed open and they asked a lot of questions all the time. And, you know, Coleman and I, I feel that we are so prepared all the time. So it was quite easy for us to 
you know, equip someone to walk into a story and understand it and also to uh, recreate it in a, in a way from the ground up because this this is um, very different from stage play because it's animation and there's so many things that happen that are imaginative and they're sweeping and they're flowers they, yeah the rapid the rapid grow of plants and the way that you know they're able to sort of defy gravity truly you know and um i think uh that's where all four of us connected in, in such a beautiful way because we were able to understand that it needs to be something magical before we even started i, I think Coleman and I were always really inspired by Miyazaki's movies and, you know, understanding how there's just so much magic and then it always brings you back to the reality. And there is a message of sort of bettering the world and um, giving more love to each other and to the world. And I feel like that's... Especially like Miyazaki, like you said, it's like, it's very generous. It's a, an very, offering. Yeah. It was what our intention was with this short. It was because we wanted to put something into the world, people to hold on to, you know, whether it's their music, their heart, their, the records of their family, people who are no longer with us, but you can still move forward, you know, just like, I think mm. that's what, what our intention was. Yes. Yeah. Well, you started to answer the next question that I had, and I'd love to hear more. Why animation? Why did you see this story uh, as needing to be an animated short? I... I think when I first experienced Coleman's play back in back in 2005 in San Francisco, there was um, such a beautiful feeling to it. And, you know, I think um, in the way that I remember it 18 years ago, I think I remember I remember it very cinematically. But then at the same time, too, it's what the tools that he gives you as a, as a performer, the tools that he gives it to the viewer, you go you know the theater almost falls away and i think that's that's what but what, what the film became and so i think understanding that how you see um this particular piece and that evocative memory as a child mm-hmm. i think it almost becomes something so magical that it only live in animation space with the solo show the solo show was very pared down there really was just the first production it really was just me on a stage True. there was some background but i didn't even enter that space really it was just about my storytelling and what do you imagine from the story and the beautiful thing is raul will start to put into words what i possibly imagined you know what i mean what was the world what, what did the world look like in the mind of a child i love it i wanted to ask about a couple specific moments that that really stuck out to me uh, there's lots of amazing ones let god see you're open for change such a Gorgeous line. I'm assuming those are your mom's real words. Um, I would say uh, it's funny because this, with this short story in particular, they're all my mother's words. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. I did not have to create too much around it. So these were actual things that my mother said to me. You know, let God see that you're open for change. And this is just, you know, a, a, a young boy and his mom on a summer's evening just listening to music. And the things I knew about my mother at that time in her life was very difficult. We didn't have my, it was before my stepfather was really truly involved. And it was just the moment where my mother was a single mother of three kids. She was doing housework as well and things like that. And I, my mother put all her, I think she put a lot of energy into her children and her children. She was like, I want you to dream bigger than me. I want you to 
do things that I may have not been able to afford or do. And so every single line, when my mother said, I want you to go to the theater, like the white folks, she, she wanted me to do things that she believed she didn't have access to. So she was pouring all of her love into me, into my imagination and my dreams and saying, I can do anything. And so that's why for me, this is a testament in this short is to look at my mother's imagination because I remember that moment so very well of her teaching me about the new moon and this ritual that I've had for years. And what I love with love about the ritual is that now with this film, other people, like my mother lives on because other people have this ritual as well. It's something so simple that anyone can do, anyone can afford. The moment you see the new moon, to just hold your hand wide open, to hold your purse open, and for whatever that you're seeking, it will come to you. So I think that's a very hopeful message. And and I love that. I think I'm I'm a very positive human being, and I owe a lot of that to my mother. My mother set me up and to believe that this world was good and it was good for me, you know. And so I think that, you know, I, I'm a lucky person in that way because I believe in luck and I believe in magic, you know, and, I, and so does Raul. I think that was the most inspiring thing is actually watching, you know, knowing how um Coleman and and his mom, how they interacted, what their relationship was, things that she taught him. I think this this is so inspiring to know that we actually we know this straight from her, but also to now it can go and live out in the world, and and it's not just you know not here, just yeah, it's out in the world. Yeah, what has what has that that focus on positivity, that belief in positivity? I think that's a great way to phrase it uh because so much in this world is so negative uh, understandably sometimes but um how, how do you feel like that has guided you uh throughout your life and as you've kept these lessons from your mom i think i owe and attribute success love friendship um so much to my mother um i'm very much a mama's boy and my mother we would dream together. That's the biggest gift. We didn't have a lot of money or anything, but we had a lot of dreams. And I remember my mother told me she used to always dream about going to France when she was a kid. And I had the opportunity as an actor to go to France. And the first thing I, was, I did is I saved my money from what I was getting paid, and I brought my mother to France. Because I'm like, my dreams, oh, I'm getting old. My dreams are also your dreams. You poured your dreams into me, and I give it back to you. And so I think that it's just maybe it's, just the way I've navigated these 53 years. But it seems to have been working. I feel like what if I, I, I go deeper with that. And so in times of darkness and hard times, and really, especially during the pandemic, I think that I really doubled down on what can I do to put something positive in the world? What, what can I do to make a difference? What can I do to help people continue to dream? And I think this is part of it, to be honest, is we created this in two years of the pandemic which is just about, I want you to keep dreaming. I want you to keep going because I'm going to keep going because that's all we have, you know? Oh, what are the, I don't think I have a choice. I think it's just, I think it's just ingrained in me. My mother poured it so deeply in me. That's me walking around the world. I am a Pollyanna. <laughs> Amazing. Another moment I wanted to ask about is, is the very last moment, the, the, deep, the deep exhale. Uh, at the end of this piece, tell me about that moment. Why? Why is that the way this piece ends? You want to talk about that? Go ahead. It ends that way 
because I would say two things. At first, I didn't understand when the animators were really pushing for this big sigh and this exhale. And Raul and I, we had a couple conversations about it. Raul directed me and, and directed the what is the work. And I probably within this time we were talking about that thought about ma. Ma, the Japanese <laughs> thought about ma, yeah. which is that that space where everything happens and nothing happens at the same time, mm. but there's something happening, there's something for you. It's a it's a gift, it's a gesture, it's something. And it does live in that space of ma, which is I'm just holding my hands open and we're taking a collective sigh or breath. I think and it's whatever people interpret. I, I think it could be to say, I'm not seeing the story, but it's in the beginning. We exhale the story. We take a collective breath. Mm-hmm. We did this together, right? You know, I think it says a lot of those yeah. I think I think the collective breath is actually because you're watching, you know, you're watching Coleman as JJ, you're watching Coleman as his mother, you're watching Coleman as Coleman, as a, as a storyteller. And I think you, uh, in the 11 minutes of the film, you really identify so much with all of the characters that you become sort of, you know, connected to them and on a, on a very, very basic, very profound level. So you, uh, understandably, I think there is a way to, uh, after you see all of that and that beautiful imagery and everything that this man tells us, you take a collective breath. And I think the, the breath that the viewer takes with the storyteller is where the storyteller actually hands the story to the viewers. And I think that's where it's it's something that where you see kind of like a circle of life kind of a thing where um, his mom, Coleman's mom, gave it to Coleman and then Coleman gives it to you. Hmm. So I think it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a very... It's a very subtle but very conscious thing. So I think it's just it's something that also to it's very connected to the life performance too. So that that's just lives in both spaces. People, if they wanted, it could be yeah, whatever that is. It's that collective sharing. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask about the the two of you working together on this project. Not all happy marriages make for <laughs> creative collaborations. <laughs> Right, so uh, it seems to have worked out here. I don't want to get too much in your personal life here. It seems seems to have worked out. Uh, Why were you two the perfect partners for this project specifically? Why? uh, Tell me about working together on this project. I love working with Raul. I was we we worked we worked together for a very long time. Um, We started informally working together, like because I trust him as a he's a great dramaturg and a great editor and great mind. And so I would always pass him scripts and read this, give me notes, because he's the one who'll be very honest with me. He'll even just say things like, I think you should keep writing. And I know that my, I don't have it yet. So, but I trust him and I trust him. I trust this critical eye. And so we already trust each other so much, right. creatively. Like when I tell you, and I, 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 you, you tell me, because I got to be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that we really do appreciate, I, he holds me accountable. Mm-hmm. He, will, he will also just say, argue with me. He's, it's not about you know. It's just about, <laughs> he, he will say it's about it's about this work and what you're trying to accomplish with the work. Right. It's not personal. But, and so, and I know sometimes, like even when he's directing me, I know I could be a pain in the butt because the rotoscope takes so many hours 
And when they could tell you the animator would send that storyboard and roll wherever we were in New York or wherever we were shooting, um, uh, I was shooting my other series in Austin, you name it. We all would have a bag of things and lighting equipment, you name it, and set up. I'm like, okay, you ready to do a rotoscope? I'm like, I'm so tired. And then he's, you know, he would have to direct me and make sure I did it exactly right and got me together. And, um, you know, but I trust him. I know he wants he wants the best for me. I think, in essence, our relationship is um, based on the fact that we always see, you know, not, not to sound like a Pollyanna, but uh, we always see the best in each other and I think we always encourage the best in each other because I think it's you know out there you can just like step out and you'll be just ripped to shreds about for whatever and however and whomever and I think maybe if we are able to give um, this to each other we are able to understand the world as a better place and I think I think maybe that's where we operate from so um, I think where my interrogation always comes from in the creative process is that you kind of, you as a as a creator as an artist you know when you have you know reached the nirvana so to speak you hit that point that that sweet spot of um where everything that you wanted to say is enough and i think that's uh that's that's how we collaborate all the time so it's it's just something that's very natural to us so uh, well, before I let you go, Coleman, you have so many incredible projects coming up. Um, first of all, do you need a nap? Are you are you tired? Um, <laughs> you know what? You know, I think the funny thing is, like, I, it's funny. People always ask me, like, oh, my God, you're constantly working. I'm like, yeah, but I like I go to bed at a decent time. I get up early. I go work out. I make sure I have time for myself. I go for a walk in the garden. I, you know, I make sure that I live my life as well. as well. So then when I'm working and doing all these things, I'm fully present. You know, I'm fully there wherever I am. Like I was just at a voiceover for a color purple. I got in the car, I got back here, I'm fully present with you. And then I'm gonna get in the car, I'm gonna go back to Beverly Hills, I'm gonna do a fitting, and then I'm gonna go to dinner. But you know, I'm present wherever I am, you know? And then I sleep really hard. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved well deserved uh well we're so looking forward to the color purple rustin and everything else you've got coming up uh, on a personal note just thank you for this short again um as a as a dad of little ones i i just love stories mm -hmm. of parents like beautiful stories of parenthood which i feel like we don't always get that often uh no, so we, just get, hearing... we, get the parent, we get the parents blaming me story right, right, you know? right. I, I, i'm blaming the parent story and yeah that's which is uh, some people's valid that's experiences valid but but you know i i just appreciate you hearing the way you talk about how your mother you know just dreamt with you that's really beautiful and something that i like mm -hmm. will carry into parenthood with me so i just appreciate you oh, saying that for sure Man, sure. thank you so much. Let, let, let me do the world. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Colin and Roll, thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, hope to talk to you again. Best of luck. Uh, same to you. So good to meet you. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the writers and directors of the animated short film New Moon, Coleman and Raul Domingo, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. New Moon is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For a $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time.
Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.